This week on Media Delta, Space Cobra, Part 2. Well, sometimes, you know, you just gotta have a really fetishy episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Um, today, we are finishing up our talk. I don't know if looks the right word, but uh, talk about um, Space Cobra. Uh, if you want a more, uh, like, I guess, deep dive into what this is, uh, you can listen to the first episode of us talking about Space Cobra, uh, which was not last episode, but the one uh, before this. Um, also, it'd, it'd make a lot more sense if you listen to that one anyway. Um, so, uh, I guess uh, with that, um, I am joined again just by Torpo. Hey. Um, so yeah, we, uh, so the episodes that we specifically, uh, watched, we watched, uh, basically episodes eight through 14, uh, which is the end of the three sisters arc and goes on into the ultimate weapon arc and two, uh, kind of sub, uh, ep kind of one-off, uh, episodes. Uh, so, um, Turbo, I guess before we actually kind of get into it, um, how'd you actually feel about these, uh, last seven episodes that we watched? Uh, they were pretty fun, uh, except for the last one, which was oh, weird. Yeah, the last one is a bit of a thing. Uh, very unlike the rest of the episodes in the series, at least from what I've watched. Uh, also, they were very counter to what I knew, because I'm only familiar with the, uh, uh, the, the, the adventure game. So it was super weird for me not seeing these arcs just clumsily smashed together. Yeah, um, because, yeah, if you're only used to seeing this through that Sega CD adventure game, uh, then this is going to look, it's going to be the, the pacing, well, not the pacing, but the um, kind of event, chain of events is kind of weird because I can't, like, the um, way that this handles uh, Dominique as a character is different from how that game shows it. And I believe, because that's the... Um, Sega CD games more because I have not seen the movie. Because that isn't that how Dominique shows up in the movie? Uh, uh, Dominique shows up in the movie much like the anime. Uh, the the movie is fairly close, just super like truncated. Oh, uh, okay. Also, kind of messy. I'm not a fan of the movie. Yeah, because I, I believe the movie came first, and basically it was their attempt to kind of try and do the story in a movie sense. But then the TV show came out and kind of made it. Uh, you know, gave them space to actually tell stories, um, which has been a downfall of things that we've watched in the past. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, we got to see uh, the end of Crystal Bowie and also the other villain that was introduced, uh, Sandra, the uh, leader of the Snow Gorillas, uh, which that was, that was definitely a thing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, so... I always like it's weird because it's like Crystal Bowie is like it, Crystal Bowie has this reputation of being like this like villain that's gone throughout like goes throughout the series, but actually he he's the first major villain to die, uh, and uh, dies in a, shit pretty good. Uh, yeah, dies in a very uh, interesting way. <laughs> uh, basically using just love the Cobra rocket punch. Like it's great because they both rocket punch each other. And then don't forget Crystal... that before that he got weakened by being shot with a fucking gun. 
Yeah, because it's like, oh, your lasers don't affect me. Oh, wait, what if you just have gun? What if you just have a fucking magnum? Yep. Yeah, I want to because I didn't like say it was like some Ruger like five hundred something. It was, it was like uh, no, it was, it was a fucking forty-five revolver. It was something like some really convolute, like some inflated number thing. No, it actually wasn't inflated. I think it was just a forty-five. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it's basically it's just this high-caliber revolver. Um that i always love where it's like oh what like oh it's some future thing what what's the thing that will save us all just gun to be fair that gun had been hinted at early on like it's yeah, one it, of the first items he got but he never really used it because he had the psycho gun yep because it's it's the thing that was right next to his arm or like his spare arm in uh the uh like the very first episode um yeah that was an interesting thing, because then, then after, of course, he gets hit in the chest with the uh, his fist. Uh, then he just he just gets crashed out of a like his little hover car thing and just smashes in the ground, mm-hmm. like falls like out of this building. Um, yeah, Crystal Bowie just kind of eats it, and it's weird because like the game builds him up as this big villain. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it, it's also the thing about this is that even like we see it in kind of this arc. It's a thing that I appreciate about this show as compared to a lot of other 80s anime uh, is the actually the length of this series actually helps it a lot and how dense it is trying to do with various other things. Uh, the next arc after this would actually kind of counter my own point, but uh, I like that the main like fights only are just an episode like the fight with crystal bowie is an episode uh the fight with sandra is an episode and things happen in them it's not like you don't have the fun thing of like uh fist of the north star uh dragon ball have where it's like multiple episode fights uh which i kind of appreciate Mm -hmm. it was a python 77 magnum python 77 right um yeah the anime really loves its python especially around that time because uh, i know uh oh the the guy from uh city hunter also uses a python as his weapon um but yeah uh i i particularly like this segment of the, or set of episodes because the bit with sandra is kind of like when they actually go and try and find the ultimate weapon it's a little goofy but it's it's goofy that I really appreciate. Um, also, it was great when uh, when we were watching the uh, reveal of the map on Dominique's back. How incredulous some of the people who were watching us with watching it with us were on that reveal. Uh, just the the fact that it's not just like because they, they've they've built it up that the there's a map on if you put the three sisters tattoos. Uh, together that there's a map on their back uh they don't tell you that how detailed it is and how it just looks like a star map it's it's really good too because the way he puts them together is on his sweet piano fucking uh, the, p- the piano computer is great it's so stu- it's stupid but i love it like he, he also just plays a bunch of fucking public domain music like takata and fugue like which is 
really weird for the entire scene. Yeah, like it, it kind of swaps between a few. Um, but yeah, it's just him playing random pieces of classical music to basically do Photoshop stuff. It's it's also great because the big reveal is that actually he needed to color shift all of them to actually get the map. Yeah. Like he just finds that out just through some, I forgot exactly, like he was looking at something and then he uh, figured it out. Yeah, it's it's like, ah, oh, you need to remove all the red from this one and all the blue from this one and all the green from this one. And man, wow, suddenly these butterflies turn into this weirdly detailed map. Yeah. Like it looks like this Star Trek map. Oh, it's it's ridiculous and I love it. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh with that, uh so we saw the finish or we saw the ends uh we saw the end of the three sisters and also the Snow Girls arc. So how did you like those arcs? Oh, uh, they were pretty fun, even if like the final confrontation for the three sisters arc as a whole felt kind of lackluster. And also it felt like they kind of ran out of money for part of it. Yeah. Uh, the last bit, because technically the uh, what's usually referred to as the ultimate weapon arc, it's technically an extension of the Three Sisters arc, um, but it's more focused on, you know, uh, the main villain, Sandra, uh, which just kind of did not have the energy that Crystal Bowie had because her design's not nearly as interesting. But then again, when you're dealing with Crystal Bowie, it's kind of hard. Unless you're dealing with some weird, like, creature. It's hard to have a human antagonist that's actually kind of interesting. It also doesn't help that, like, Crystal Bowie had a lot more build-up to him than Sandra, who you just see in the Snow Gorilla's arc. Yeah. Uh, and is just kind of a very standard villain. Yeah. She's just this kind of sadistic pirate lady. With Obsessed a, with power. Yeah, with, uh, like, a black eye. Like it's it's like it look it's like what would be an eye patch except it's just her eye is black, um, and yeah, it, she's it's not that she, so much that she's bad. It's just that she's kind of boring. Uh, but but yeah, it's also great because the final thing is like, um, because as we were mentioning, uh, Osama Dezaki uh, has a signature thing of him doing these like freeze frame pastel uh, like screen shot or uh, stills uh, throughout his series and. The last episode has a lot of them. Oh my god, it is so many. And like even the animation feels a little bit off for a good chunk of it too. And it's especially weird because it's not like it was like the end of a thing. It was like it's just a the middle, middle episode. Yeah. It's like and it's not even it's like towards the to beginning. Be fair, of... That's the place to skimp, really. Yeah. And it it, it worked. Like it, they didn't really need to have a whole lot of motion shot in that particular shot because it, it was just basically her chasing after Cobra through this pyramid. Yep. And it's like, it's not like, I'm like, oh, I feel cheated out of anything. It's just like, oh, it's just really weirdly transparent way of kind of cost saving. Uh, yeah. It's, it's also weird. Cause once again, uh, I, I was more familiar with the, uh, the, 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 the adventure game. Uh, so it's really weird because the ultimate weapon art kind of ends in sort of a wet fart comparatively. Uh, yeah. Because uh, it ends with Sandra just kind of eating shit in the most mundane of ways. Because uh, the ultimate weapon essentially, whenever it sees something, uh, it mimics that weapon, but stronger. 
It also made Sandra giant, which was weird. Yeah. She got big. Uh, and... Big and gold. Big big and gold. Um, and, yeah. Also, shout out to the drill tank. Yeah, the drill... The, <laughs> I forgot what they called it, but yeah, the, the tank that is basically a sand shark that goes in the sand by spinning it it's dumb but great hilarious there's a lot of things in this series that are dumb but great um but uh yeah um yeah i i i like the events of the three sisters part of the arc a little bit better than the ultimate weapon but uh the ultimate weapon arc does also have uh the 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 snow gorilla's base where you get the scene of um basically it's a bunch of like female like pirates and they tra- just them training uh, but there's a scene in which uh two spies got caught and uh they show off their execution method uh which are basically a bunch of battle bots with teeth just a and, bunch of doombas coming down on them yeah it, it's it's great because it's it's like if you're if you know like uh, Donkey Kong Junior like the little sna- or like snapper things it looks like a boxy version of one of those things. Uh, also, that dog got the hell shot out of him. It's fine because she got a new one immediately in the next episode. Yes, uh, it, it's great because like the the end of the first episode of that arc is just a shot of that dog getting blasted. It's also great because in the next. Like when she has it again, it gets fucking, like it gets fucked up by that weird Lamia that's chilling in the pyramid. A weird, for some reason. like Lamia mermaid thing that fulfilling this show's criteria has ass mm-hmm. uh, and titty and, and the snitty. Yes. Um, also, amazing eyelashes. And it yes. This, this show has a thing for like voluminous eyelashes. Yeah. This this show has a it has a lot of things, like even like Lady Armoroid's eyelash game is fucking on point. Yeah, it's it's definitely a style that you could tell this only could have been created in the seventies or eighties. Yep. Yes, um, it's like yeah, uh, I felt like it was overall on par with kind of the rest of the series. Although, like, it's like I like the other arc better, but it's still, I, it's still not bad. Um, it's still, it was still a fun watch. Yeah, no, it's still fun and good. It just has some issues. Uh, also, uh, go ahead. I was gonna say, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, it's. I just felt like the the ending of it was just kind of it just happened. Yeah, I felt like they it did kind of end on a felt like like very arbitrary way of defeating her it felt like they didn't quite know how to end it because of this ultimate weapon and it's just all of a sudden oh man there's an ocean beneath the sand an ocean beneath the sand and also it's like coincidentally we can use this time period to throw her into a pyramid yeah i like you do yes um it's just really weird and out of nowhere yeah um, speaking of weird now nowhere uh, after the arcs, we had uh, two one-off episodes. Um, of real quick, I feel di- we're mentioning that Dominique just fucked off. 
they just immediately wrote her off at the end of the arc. Well, it's also great because the thing is, is that um, we're not going to see it. We didn't see it in these two episodes, but well, we kind of did a little bit. Uh, but Dominic actually returns as a character. Like she kind of will occasionally give Cobra something to do. Uh, she's actually the thing that instigates uh, the next big arc. Um, okay. but, but yeah, it, she essentially is like, oh, bye. And I got a job to do later. Yeah. She's got to be a cop and Cobra can't hang around a cop. It's true. Um, so yeah, which that leads us into those two uh, mini arc episodes of completely different styles. Um, because the first one is about actually one that uh, if you're familiar with the second CD game, you'll actually uh, recognize the character. It is a uh, hammer. They call him hammer bolt Joe in the game, but hammer bolt Joe as well. Uh, this weird like guy whose main thing is rocket punch. Uh, also in a casino. And then you got Galton, the magician who is that episode is a thing. Uncomfortable. Very. Uh, it is reminds us of our talks during uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog of uh, animator, like the person who came up with that idea has taste, so to speak. For balloon fruit. For balloon fruit and uh, shrinking down and entering people's bodies to get okay, balloon let's, fruit. Let's let's save that for last. Yeah, let's talk about the yeah, first but, one. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a. It's a decent episode. It's like, I like that episode better than the one that was between uh, the intro episode and the first episode of the Three Sisters arc. Mm. Um, because this one, it it has a lot of action that the other ones had, like uh, basically Cobra going into like a casino and like saving this uh, spy turned deal, like who is basically this undercover spy who is spying on Hammervold Joe because a bunch of gold bullion is stored somewhere in the casino and they don't know where. Um, That's because Hammerbolt Joey's been doing illegal shit. Also, it's not immediately apparent that she's a spy. Initially, they just roll it as uh, she's just a worker there who likes to explore the space station, you, you know, for laughs and is definitely not covert spy or anything. Yeah. Um, it does. It does actually. This episode does have a really nice segment of uh, Lady Armoroid actually doing stuff on her own and being uh, relatively competent up until she gets kidnapped. But well, not kid, well, not kid, due yeah. to circumstances outside of her control. Yeah, yeah, because it, it it makes like she ends up getting captured, but it makes sense why. Up to uh, that point, though, she kicks some ass. Oh yeah, which is always good to see. Also, uh, Hammer Bolt Joe's entire ability is really fucking stupid. Yeah, it's just, oh, I can shoot my arms out. The big boss rocket fist. Yeah. Um, also, it makes him look like here you can tell that he is more of a human in a weird cyborg body rather than just a robot, which I think mm -hmm. the game kind of makes him out to be. Uh, also, he has that room that is a giant-ass roulette wheel with laser turrets that's a thing like this weirdly elaborate themed death trap, which I always appreciate when stuff has. Um, and yeah, that episode's I, I, I like that episode. It's a weird kind of one-off thing, but it kind of, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's nothing like it's a good episode. It's a good segue episode between arcs. 
Um, uh, then you got the episode after that, which is <sighs> different in practically every way because it's also it has this weird like not Arabian theme, but it has like this weird like that's definitely Arabian. Yeah, it's like it, it like circumvents like the sci-fi kind of feel to it and makes it more of like a fantasy kind of thing. Yeah, it goes down the the magic sort of route this time. Yeah, like literally going into like a treasure room with like a magic carpet and all that. Literally the first thing that happens is two people fight with magic in space and then one of them lands in Cobra's ship. Yeah. And then Cobra gets menaced by a giant man who is apparently that woman's teacher. Yeah. Uh, Because basically Galton, the magician, basically just wants to cause chaos throughout the galaxy. And basically have like... A giant harem. Yeah, he wants a giant harem. I mean, that's literally what he says. Well, not he doesn't say he doesn't say harem, but he wants a harem, essentially, and basically wants Cobra a bunch of women. Yeah, and wants Cobra to help him, uh, get increase the size of his harem and also get more gold, uh, which Cobra refuses. Um, but because uh, Cobra works for no one. Yes, and a lot of things happen in that episode, um, like. For the fact that in order to make sure that all the members of his harem uh, behave, uh, has them swallow balloon fruit, which we see the uh, happenings of when he activates the balloon fruit and that woman uh, did blow up like a balloon and it was... uh, And pop. uh, She popped. She popped good. Uh, And it's... um, very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, uh, unless you're into that kind of thing, which if you are, uh, I have the episode for you. Uh, it is this one. Uh, because we also get to see, uh, th- it basically makes Cobra solo one, and then Cobra starts to balloon up as well. But he doesn't, he kind of gets halfway there uh, until the magician the... woman flies, shrinks down and flies down his throat to take it out. Yeah, and, and talks while doing it. And that also, if you are into that kind of thing, this episode is also for you. Uh, then the genie also gets blown up. Uh, and he ain't got no pingy. He, he got, he, he doesn't have, they don't draw the, the, the dingus, uh, which I'm fine with. Smooth like a Ken doll. Uh, it does continue on with actually the woman and the uh, him do have ass. That, that is just mm-hmm. the universal constant of Cobra. Yep. Um, Everyone got ass. Everyone got ass for days. Um, and <laughs> also remind me of the line that uh, I'm just admiring the finest ass in all of the galaxy when they were talking about Dominique. Oh, God, that's right. Oh, God. The, the, one, the one segment of him being a little skeevy with the person he's working with, although that's like the extent of it. To be uh, fair, they had been flirting, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, then also, but yeah, the genie also gets a balloon fruit stuck into him and it blows up. Uh, but then he shrinks into, or basically gets blows up into a bunch of little tiny versions of himself, which then he just kind of builds himself back up. Also, he'd been petrifying women this entire time too. Petrifying, uh, women and ships and everything. Everything, but like he specifically had pillars made out of women that he had petrified yeah it, it it's kind of weird because then yeah it, it's like that 
last fight is basically uh, in that little this room that has a bunch of pillars with stone women in it, and also uh, this little weird cuckoo clock thing that two women come in and dance. Uh, we're also he was, petrified. We were also petrified, uh, but then he was given. Uh, I forgot who exactly gave him the hint, but basically. Uh, in order to defeat him, he was the they... magician woman because she heard it from the genie in his sleep. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that he has to destroy the skull. Uh, which shoot just... the skull between the eyes. Shoot the skull between the eyes, which the skull is formed from the two dancing statues in that kind of that thing we see. And I'm, is did that ever show up in a Resident Evil or not? Because I feel like that did. I'm sure there's something like it. Yeah, it's the thing that's like akin to the uh, is it Two Faces or is it a Vaz kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but then he busts open the things. wall and find the genie's bottle and traps him in it. Traps it in, and then, then did I forgot? Did they just leave it there, or did they shoot they it? They hurled off into it space? in space. They hurled it in the space, and the final shot of the episode is him whining and moaning and crying because he's trapped in a bottle in space again. Yeah. Because uh, that that also technically happened to Hammerfield Joe is that he got sucked sucked into space. into sucked into space, along with a bunch of gold before the shutters went down and closed it off. Yep. Um. So yeah, uh, those are kind of the episodes uh, that we uh, kind of saw. Um, yeah, I, the reason we didn't talk much much about the Snowgirls arc is because honestly, there's not a lot that goes on in that. Yeah, it's it's kind of. Pretty bare bones. Like there's it's not a whole lot that mundane. happens. Yeah. There's like a there's like a train and then it's in a snow planet and there's like this weird snow resort. But it's it's not that interesting per se. But it's yeah. yeah. Uh so yeah, that's kind of these uh set of episodes. So um kind of based on what you've seen for both this episode these episodes and the ones you've seen, uh would you want to continue watching this? Yeah, it's it's honestly pretty fun. It looks pretty nice. The music's really good. The music is really good. I can't resist listening to the opening theme every fucking yeah, episode. It's so it, good. It is one of those shows that I tend not to skip the intro. Uh, it is it, that is that is a rarity for me. But yeah, uh, I guess on that note, I've kind of discussed all the things we've needed to discuss. So to we be fair, we. Discussed it pretty at length also in the first episode, so... Yeah, there it, there's not a whole lot. Like, the themes, the everything kind of continues on from... the Basically, our our opinions have not changed from the first bit on these. No, it's actually still really enjoyable. Yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess... I do feel of... we're mentioning that the Casino episode was honest... The Hammerbolt Joe episode that is... Uh, was actually very fun. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I guess with that, I think we can probably actually rank this now. Uh, so, uh, with that, uh, we're going to rank this using our normal 1 to 21 scale. Um, basically, with 1 being absolute mastercraft, can't really do much to make it better, uh, to 21, which is not even, like, enjoyable. Like, you can't, it's not even, like, ironically enjoyable. Uh, so, um, Torpa, where are you thinking of putting this? I was thinking like a solid like six. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I was kind of thinking somewhere in that five, like the five, six, seven range. Yeah. Uh, Because like in six, we have Labyrinth, Mappy, Mortal Kombat in Hunt for Red October. 
Uh, and then, like in seven, we have American Gladiators, Nick Arcade, The Running Man, Tron, and East Two. Um, I would rather watch this than probably any of the stuff in seven. Yeah. So I feel like six is definitely a good spot for it because I'm like, would I rather watch this or Space Center CX? Game Center. Or yeah, Game Center CX. I yeah. would I would rather watch Game Center CX. That one's just really fun the whole way through. Yeah, because even those are, those those for that first season's weird, but it's still pretty enjoyable. Yeah, like there's some lulls in Cobra. There's some awkwardness too. Like setting aside the uncomfortableness, there's just some parts that are just some issues here and there. But like, yeah, I it, still think it's really fun. Yeah, it's the problem of it being old. Yeah, it's it's definitely aged. You can you can feel the age at least to some extent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel six is definitely good. And yeah, if for some reason we choose to kind of go forward with this, um, that would uh, I'd be perfectly fine with that. I'll put yeah, it down that. I put it down that it is Space Cobra and that we've watched episodes one through fourteen. Yeah, it's not the full season, but it's a good chunk of it. Yeah, and I I've seen past this point, and I would say that it keeps up. Uh, and this is episode forty two, I think. Um, this originally came out, I believe, in nineteen eighty three. Uh, Osamu Dezaki is the uh, director, and this was originally aired on TV. Uh, and this is a, I would say. I would say sci-fi probably is the best way of describing it. It is 100% sci- well, it's like science fantasy, but yeah. Yeah, it 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 sci-fi is the closest thing that we have. It, it's it's soft sci-fi. Very very soft sci-fi. Yeah, cuz I don't think I have science fantasy on here. Yeah. Uh and, and this is uh, I don't know if whether or not adventure. Well, it, it so it's either space, it's anime or it's 80s. Mm. Or so I was going to say it's like a big adventure thing. Um, well, the thing was, I, I wouldn't quite go with the adventure ho thing, because that's more like stuffy English dudes going through like an archaeology. Mm. Like that would be something like I would give Indiana Jones. OK, okay. Versus, I wasn't quite sure. Versus something like this. And it's not it's not cyberpunk. Because um, yeah. I'm thinking more just straight up anime or 80s. I think probably my like eighties is specifically like acceptable in the eighties. Yeah. Oh well. Also, we can bring that up. Um. Yeah, we can. Mm. This is a tough one. Yeah. We could also say whimsical. Mm, not so sure about that one. I, I I'd just stick with anime, I guess. Yeah. Let's just let's just call it anime. That I feel gets the point across a little bit more. Or would you rather cool? I, yeah. Actually, now that I say that, cool. Is definitely. It's just Cobra's just fucking cool. Yep, there you are. But it's also one of those things like it doesn't feel the need to remind you at length that he's super cool on like some other things. Yeah, because he is also doofy at the same time. It's kind of yeah. great. But it sort of like plays into that that sort of personality of his. Yeah, it's he when push comes to shove, he will kind of be able to get on top. But when it's just the like the inter intermissions, it's still pretty good. About him not being like the super cool dude. He did. He doesn't try hard to be cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which I it is part of the reason why I like this. Um. Let's see. Is there anything we want to call out in well music, charm, cinematography, uh, storytelling, action, or in art? Uh, I feel we've mentioned it quite a, mo- a lot. Uh, 
music, give the thumbs up. Uh, Charm, I would also give the thumbs up. Uh, cinematography, uh, yeah, I don't know if I would. No, uh, the, the story... writing's nothing exceptional. Yeah. Uh, the action's fun and all, but like I wouldn't consider it super. Yeah, it's not like you. It's not the fight choreography is not what you're here for. Yeah. Uh, and then art, like I don't know. If I, I love get... the art style, but yeah, I would, I put in the charm because the art itself is fairly standard. Eighties. There's nothing except about the like animation or anything. Yeah. If anything, it kind of goes budget in some spots, but other than that, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I do feel that um, I would definitely put the just plain cool. Yeah. Uh, I would also put in simply fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, that being said, for nay. Uh, I would definitely put the um, charm. Uh, this was made in the eighties, huh? Yep. Uh, where is where it, is it? It definitely was. Yeah, it definitely has that. Uh, this was made in a time period that was not our own. Um, and then uh, let's see. Is there anything else I'd put? No, uh, no, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, it's like all this seems kind of like there's nothing wrong with the pacing or anything. They kind of just tear through it. Yeah, and which works both for and against it at points. I would say someone's got a fetish, but that really was more just that one episode. I mean, the dude loves leggy ladies, but I, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, there is yeah, I... pretty much a single body type for women. Yeah, yeah, and kind of a single body type for men too, with the exception of like one-offs. Um, but yeah. Uh, I think that's probably good for that. Yeah, it's a fun show. I recommend it. Yeah, it was a very fun little romp. Um, so yeah, uh, before we kind of go off into the next thing that we're doing, uh, Torbo, you want plug stuff? Uh, I mean, twitch.tv slash Torpotypist, not Torpotypist on Twitter. Uh, and I would uh, love to plug the hole in my heart left by Dominique leaving. Yes. Um, also, my fucking space station that Cobra shot a hole in. Yeah, well, it plugged itself up. Like, it, it did that really quick. Yeah, but that, now there's a shutter there instead of my nice glass windows. Yeah, I suppose, to look into that all that gold bullion. You look into the emptiness of space. Um, so, yeah, uh, that is, uh, that'll do it for Space Cobra, at least for now. I don't know if we'll actually return... I think if we were going to return to this, I feel like we probably should do that after we look at the Sega CD game. I, I, was say, I almost point. feel like we've we've done this at length at this point. Yeah. Uh, uh, if... I will say uh, there is a significant difference between the Sega CD game and this show. Yeah. Uh, that, and that's kind of what I'm I'd be. I'm curious to uh, go through that again just to see the differences now that I've actually watched the show. Like there was a lot more build up to the ultimate weapon in the game and oh. Crystal Bowie was a lot more of a presence also there's characters that i think i i would imagine that they were in the manga and not in the sh- like not in the show that are in the sega cd game which are you unfortunate the, the leader of the fucking space pirates guild uh there's also things like rock knight which does not get appear in this at all and paragraphs. Paragraphs. um 
Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that'll do it for this. Uh, but um, the fun romps don't end here because next week we got we got a doozy next week um, because we're talking about oh, Mando yes. next week, which Mando's uh, so good, which uh, I will fully admit is not necessarily based on a video game or had a video game based on it. Although it is the most it, it is one of those. This is practically a video game uh, kind of movies where it's just it's peak Arnold. It's I love Chainmail. It's it's such a good movie. It's so fun. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be like one of those episodes like Redline where I already know where it's going to go. It's just it's so stupid and fun. Yeah. Uh, but that'll be next week. So uh, with that, uh, I guess thank you all for listening. Goodbye. If you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself, please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the Media Delta List tab. If you would like to watch Media Delta's sister show, Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can either watch at youtube.ldp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv slash lodapuzzlo at 7.30 p.m. on Fridays, 2.30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server, which you can do so by go going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.